Hello. Hi, Rich. It's Brent Holland from Canada. How are you this fine evening? Yeah. Yeah, sorry. I missed you yesterday. Oh, that's okay, buddy. Not to worry. We're Canadian. We get over these things, as you know. <laughs> no worries. I, I, yes, I was oot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. How did no, you the get people that come up to me at my sure. the people that come up to me at my show, you know, at the Tropicana from Canada, especially the older ones. You didn't do Diefenbaker. You didn't do Louis Saint Laurent. Somebody said the other night. I said, God, did you think I was in my hundreds? <laughs> By the way, happy belated birthday. I know it was on the 28th of oh, November. Yeah. Well, we forget about that. Yeah, me too at this age. Trust me on that. Yeah. I was making a joke the other day that, you know, I couldn't remember somebody's name. And I was saying that as you get older, you have to go through all the flip cards. And there's more flip cards now to get through. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Are you, yeah. to, are you good to go, Rich? Yeah, I'm good to go. I'm just writing a song for Willie Nelson here, so yeah, just came along at the right time. I'm uh, writing a parody. <laughs> Do you want to tell us a little bit about that before we get going there? Uh, well, it's an old, old Sinatra song, and uh, uh, what was it? Uh, I, uh, uh, I haven't got the words here, but anyway, no, what was it? Uh, what's the first line? Uh, what's the first line of the song, James? Um I took a trip with cocaine, and I thought about you. <laughs> Full of hooks, folks. Full of hooks. <laughs> anyway, I'm always I'm always uh, fiddling around with things. But anyway, we can go. Yeah, anytime you want. Okay, we're going to go in five, four, three, two. What comes after two, Rich? Uh, well, ask Lawrence Welk. A one, a two, and a four. Welcome to the show, everybody. We got some fun for you tonight. Rich Little is here. How great is that? Canadian icon, of course, Ottawa boy, and we're very proud of him in Canada, of course. He's been on the Johnny Carson show. Uh, he hosted the Johnny Carson show. His epic work, uh, Christmas Carol, is uh, legendary. He's been called a man of 100,000 voices. I'm just kidding. It's 1,000 voices. 100,000? Absolutely. <laughs> and he's got every Canadian... So listen, if you said it was a hundred, that would be too many. <laughs> okay. So listen, I just found out, Rich, that you've become finally an American citizen in twenty. That's right. Well, dual citizen. Dual, dual citizen. citizen. So congratulations. I wouldn't give up my Canadian citizenship, but uh, well, we're I very happy. Uh, so I have to I'm ask you this: citizen. on behalf of thirty-five million Canadians, which half is American, the top, and which <laughs> half is Canadian, the bottom? <laughs> I will tell you this, that when I was sworn in here in Las Vegas, yes, the judge wanted to swear me in as John Wayne, <laughs> and I did. How did that go? Can you tell us? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States, Pilgrim. Um, and then I said to the judge when we were through, I said, does that mean that John Wayne is now... Uh, you know, got his citizenship again. He said, no, he's he's passed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was funny because the judge wanted me to do impressions for him. And um, I, I was there about two hours. I, I really wow. did an act in front of him. <laughs> but I was sworn in as John Wayne, which was very funny, actually. Well, congratulations to you and the late Mr. Uh, Wayne. Now, you started off at the Elgin Movie Theater in Ottawa. 
as a young man. When did you start to realize that you had this enormous gift, and I call it a gift, I hope it's not a curse in your case, to portray various people? Please go ahead. When I started imitating teachers, and it got such a great reaction from the other students, you know, I knew I was on to something. Because uh, it was one thing to imitate the teacher, but for have to have the teacher ask me a question and answer them in their voice and the wrong answer, we just got a lot of laughter, you know. And uh, the teacher got wise to it finally and put me at the back of the class and never asked me anything again. They were afraid of me, and that was fine, too. I just sat back there and read comic books, you know. <laughs> well, you and I have that in common because whenever I'd walk into a classroom, I'd get Holland, get out, or back of the class. So I understand exactly what you're saying, my friend. You also won the Eastern Ontario Drama Festival in Deep River, of all places. Deep River, you're right. Boy, you've done some research. That was bus stop. For the Ottawa Little Theater. Wow. Bo Decker. Congratulations. And and it's interesting because, you know, I played that character in Bus Stop, and, and Don Murray uh, was yes, the sir. actor that played it in the movie with Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. And I met Don a couple of years ago and uh, at some function, and we talked about that. And I said, Don, I just imitated you uh, when I played that part because I remembered you from that movie. And he said, my gosh, I'd love to have seen that. And I said, no, I was just doing you one of my first impressions. And uh, I won the Eastern Ontario Drama Festival Award. And I I remember getting up on stage and thanking you. And he was just overcome with the whole story. Well, you know, um, Rich, as you know, Deep River is right near Chalk River, where we have the nuclear plant. So I have this theory that perhaps there was some leakage going on when you were there. And this has led to... Could be okay. Let's Could talk. be. I remember. I remember that, and I, you know, I was a teenager, but I remember sure. leaping on stage from the audience. I didn't even go up the steps; just leap right up, like Bo Decker would. You know, he was kind of a, a rambunctious cowboy, and um, and I uh, remember jumping up on on stage. Darn near missed the edge of the stage. Thought I was going to be impaired, but uh, luckily I made it to the podium and got that award. I still have that award. Congratulations, Muzzletoss. Yeah, still there after all these years. When did you want to make the leap from acting to comedy? Um, Well, you know, I never never really thought of myself as becoming a comedian, really. I I Hmm. just did impersonations. You know, I started, as I said, doing the teachers, and then I did local politicians uh, the the mayor of Ottawa, Charlotte Whitten, and then I did Deepen Baker and Pearson and and Tommy Douglas and all those all those presidents or those prime ministers, and um, you know and then then I, I realized after a while that I was going to have to be funny, and uh, you know at first I thought oh I'll just do the impression, and and I no you you got to worry about what you're going to say, and what you got to say has got to be funny. So then I realized that. I guess I had to become a comedian, and then I was lucky uh, later when I did all those variety shows in Canada and then in the States that uh, there were writers on these shows who gave me material, so uh, that that helped an awful lot, you know, and uh, I kept a lot of that material, and I still have it today, Fantastic. and uh, you build up quite a file, and uh, 
and then you can go back to it and take jokes that maybe you used 30, 40 years ago, and they, they still work, you know? And you've written all of your own material over the years. Yeah, I, I ended up really um, at the beginning, as I said, uh, people wrote things for me, but now I pretty well write everything that I do, you know, because uh, you build up a gag file and also mm. the experience and knowing what's funny, you know. Uh, to know what's funny is uh, is a big plus, but you're never 100% sure. I mean, even Bob Hope and Milton Burrow aren't totally sure it's going to work. But it's trial by error is what of course. it is, you know. Uh, you just uh, try something out in your show, and if it doesn't work, you take it out and try something else, you know. So now, I'm doing that all the time. Over the years, the you, you put together a hit list, if you will, of, you know, I think of a band uh, like Chicago or a Canadian band, the Guess Who or something. They have their greatest hits. You also have a greatest yeah. hits, and you're putting together a brand new show called Little by Little. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Well, this is the show that I'm doing right now at the Tropicana Hotel five nights a week in Las Vegas. Wow. I've been there over a year. And um, I'm doing a mini uh, sort of history of of my career. And um, I do, you know, I imitate uh, Dean Martin and Frank Sinatra and uh, John Wayne, Jimmy Stewart, Jack Benny, George Burns, all these wonderful people that I knew and worked with. And then um, after I do the impression, I show uh, me with them, the real person, and uh, use a lot of clips from shows I've done. Oh, wow. And then also I show a lot of uh, my sketches because uh, I've been uh, doing portraits since I was 15 years old. Charcoal. And I've yeah. got hundreds and hundreds of them. So I put a lot of sketches in my show, too, uh, of the people that I imitate. So it's it's a mixture of of me doing the impression, the clip from a TV show, and then my sketches. And that's that's what my show is. Boy, that sounds fantastic. A trip down memory lane, so to speak. Are yeah. there challenges when you take on a character? Which one has given you the most trouble to try and nail? Well, I'm working on Trump at the moment, you know. Oh, I, good I, luck I'm, with that. I don't, really, uh, I don't do Trump, but we know Ivana does. But... Oh. Uh, <laughs> but um, it's coming along. I, 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 it takes a little while to, to perfect it. Uh, you know, uh, some voices come very quickly and some you have to work at for a while. And uh, How do you Trump's going to be a good, good person to do because you, he's going to write a lot of material for me. <laughs> <laughs> the next four years are going to be very, very interesting. Oh, yeah. He, he'll, be, he'll be great for comics. How Already you... is, you know. Just have to put a beaver on your head and uh, paint your face orange, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so that looks like a troll doll in heat, you know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> when you uh, decide that you're going to do a character, where do you begin with the mannerisms? Do you begin with the voice originally, or be, actually, you you you'll begin with a with a phrase, uh, you ah. know, and then go from there. Something you hear them say all the time. Like with Trump, you know, it would be, we're going to build a wall, going to build a wall, you know, that, you know, you go from there. And then with, with Clint Eastwood, you start with, uh, go ahead, make my, make my day. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger, hasta la vista, baby. You know, I mean, you go with something that, that they're known for, a phrase or, or something. And then if you get that down, then you, then you gradually go to day to day, to day conversation. 
but it's it's easier to start out with uh, well with Reagan I started out with nothing more than well well I'm, I remember once I said to Reagan I said you start every every sentence by saying well and he said yes rich I I guess I've been to the well once too often. Oh man! <laughs> Say nothing good, jelly. And Jack Benny, he said. Go ahead. He said, "Well, too, you know, well, you know, Jack Benny." Classic. So you know, it's um, it, it everybody has well, not everybody, but a lot, a lot of stars have certain phrases that they're known for, and that's what you go for first. Can you tell us more of the silly things that happened when Reagan invited you to the White House? Uh, oh yeah, we we talk about movies a lot, um, mm -hmm. and because uh, you're a big movie you know, buff, and oh, I'm a movie buff. I always watch movies in the buff. But um, he um, he he uh, he liked to talk about movies. We didn't talk much about his movies because I I really haven't seen that many of his. I mean, he didn't make too many good movies, did he? Um, and well, there's some classics for Bonzo there, and, Yeah, I was going to say bedtime mm -hmm. for Bonzo and. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Cattle Queen of Montana, where he played both parts, uh, but he didn't. Uh, <laughs> um, we would talk about uh, you know movies and movie stars. He worked with Errol Flynn and people like that, and so he had a lot of great stories. I once uh, said to him, I said, Mr. President, I, I was reading uh, somewhere where you were uh, considered to be the first choice to play the lead in Casablanca. I said, Is that true? And he said. No, no, that isn't true. Uh, they they wanted to go with with Ingrid Bergman right from the start. Oh. <laughs> I, I said no. I wasn't thinking of Ingrid Bergman. I was thinking of you playing Rick. <laughs> he said no. I I don't think so. But uh, but I did read that. So it, you know maybe he just didn't hear about it. But uh, we we would talk uh, a lot about uh, movies and and, and stuff and. Uh, Nancy would sometimes get annoyed because she'd say, "Honey, there are our guests here that want to meet you, you know, and you're talking to Rich, telling him all these stories, and um, you know, come on, you know, well, I'll, I'll I'll wrap it up, you know." But he he could talk, and uh, he had a great sense of humor, wonderful sense of humor. I know Prime Minister Mulroney when he you know, whenever he was going to go to the one of the G eight meetings or meet with the president, President Reagan folks, uh he just loved going as quickly as he could so he could hear more stories. He was always laughing. Yeah, you 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 usually showed up uh, with a joke or something because uh, Reagan liked jokes. Big time. And uh I he once did uh, Truman Capote for me. Get out. Me. Can you do oh, yeah, Reagan doing Truman Capote? Uh, let me think. It wasn't bad, actually. You know, he um, uh, he did his Jimmy Stewart, which was fair, and then he did his John Wayne, and it wasn't that great. But his Truman Capote wasn't bad. He he did. My name is Truman Capote, and you know, a lot of people think that I wrote in Cold Blood, but that's not true. I wrote in ink. Oh. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. That is good. <laughs> I said, "Have you tried this out on Gorbachev?" And he said, "No, no. Do you think? I think Gorby would like it." And I thought to myself, "I don't think he better do Truman Capote for Gorbachev. I might start a war, you know." <laughs> the wall would never have come down. I think <laughs> he done. That. No, watching Reagan go downhill a bit was was kind of sad. Mm. 
mm. you know, because he did die of Alzheimer's. I, I didn't see him at the end, but I, I could tell that, that his mind wasn't as sharp as it was. And How did so, you feel the day uh, of the attempted assassination? Oh, that, that was a very rough time, mm-hmm. very rough time. And um, I can remember he, he phoned me. I was up, he had that operation done up yes. in Rochester, New York. Mm-hmm. And I was in Rochester doing a show and he phoned me at 6.30 in the morning because he was an early riser. And I remember he woke me up at 6.30 in the morning and I thought it was just somebody doing their impression of Reagan for me. And I, I said, listen, buddy, it's 8.30 and there's 6.30 in the morning. I don't know who you are, but that's a terrible Reagan. And I hung up on him. And it was Reedy Reagan. And his press secretary phoned me back and said, gee, you're a little short with the president. I said, you're kidding me. That was Reagan? Yes. Oh, my God. Apologize, please. I thought it was somebody doing a bad impression. Wow, what a story. Now, you've done a lot of great impressions of presidents over the years. I know you did JFK. Did you start doing JFK before November 22nd, 1963, the assassination? I did. Uh, yes, yes, oh, I, did. I did an album. I did, uh, I did uh, a takeoff on a Christmas carol for Capitol Records called Scrooge and the Stars was the name of it. Okay. And uh, I remember I had JFK play the ghost of Christmas past. Oh my. And, um, yeah. And there was a line in, in there that said, uh, uh, my time, my time upon the earth is very brief. And I thought, wow, I can't release that. Ooh. You know? So I remember I went back and replaced it before they, they, uh, printed they the, the, mm-hmm. the recording and, and changed, uh, JFK to Lloyd Bridges. But there are still some copies out there with JFK playing The Ghost of Christmas Past. But it was just around that time right. that he was assassinated that that album came out. Did you yeah. maintain doing JFK after the assassination? And the reason why I ask that is because yeah. how do you approach something like that and keep the dignity and not make a mockery of it, of a person? Well, the, the only thing you can do when somebody is is assassinated or dies tragically mm. uh you you can't uh, you know do them humorously that, that would be in bad taste but you can do a tribute to them you know ah, yes okay. you, you could do something serious and something heartwarming and um that that would work but you, you can't really do a joke with somebody that's uh, been assassinated and uh, or, or or somebody that's just passed on you know it's just not good taste but as I said, you, you can do a tribute, and uh, I've done that with many people over the years. You know, I just saw a great movie with you in it. It was called The Night Shift, where you played Johnny Carson. Can you oh, tell yeah. us yeah. some great behind-the-scenes stories? Was he ever angry with you? Uh, no, Johnny was never angry. I mean, well, he could be. During the commercial, he might have a, a few um, words with his producer. That I didn't really get to know him that well. The only time I would ever talk to him was during the commercial. And other than that, uh, nothing. And, uh, you know, he didn't socialize with many people. He didn't have many friends. But he was the best. I mean, he was the best host I've ever seen in my lifetime. There'll never be another host like Johnny Carson. He was so fast and so witty and so boyish and, and friendly and, and, and uh, you know, 
and so good on the show. But in real life, he, he was a loner. Not like you... Dean Martin. Dean Martin Rose. That, <laughs> That's that, right. that was a lot of pressure there, too, because of all the great people that were on there with you. I mean, when you got up uh, at a Dean Martin roast and you looked to your right and you saw Jack Benny and George Burns and, and uh, Lucille Ball and Orson Welles. And I mean, you know, I mean, it just went on and on. And you're you're saying to yourself, I'm performing in front of these people. Holy mackerel. You know, can you tell us a little bit about the great work you do? And there's one um uh, the Rich Little Special Care Nursery at Ottawa Civic Hospital. Can you tell us about oh, yeah. those? Yeah. Well, the uh, the special nursery at, at the Civic Hospital, um, that was built because of Frank Sinatra. We we did a show in the 70s in Ottawa, and um, everybody turned out, and uh, we made uh, uh, over a million dollars. Fantastic. Uh, for the Rich Little Neonatal Center that's still going strong today and uh that that was a that was a great event for me that was one of the highlights of my life working with frank in ottawa at that at that show can and, you tell uh, us a little bit about frank what was it like working with frank he was very nice to me he always was nice to me he 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 was a man of many moods so oh. you had to get him in the right mood mm-hmm. and uh when he was in a good mood he was charming and gracious and funny and polite and nice and you know caring and uh but when he was in a bad mood and uh you just wanted to stay away from him um and i never really saw that side of him but it did exist mm. of course when he came up to ottawa and met uh, the prime minister trudeau uh senior yeah. um and um the mayor and uh, all of the dignitaries in ottawa he couldn't have been nicer he was terrific and i remember um the Gord Atkinson, who helped produce that show, who oh, yeah. I worked with in radio, yeah, he said, has Frank arrived yet? And I said, I don't know. He's supposed to fly into Uplands Airport, but he, I, I, he's not here yet, and the show's going to start in an hour. And they, well, we've got a dinner, and we got all these dignitaries here. And you think he's going to show up? And I said, well, he said he would. He put it down in his Miss Piggy calendar, uh, you know, when I saw him in Palm Springs, and and Gord said, well, you know, I guess the worst that can happen would be we'd have to dim the lights and you'd have to do Frank Sinatra. <laughs> but he showed up. He did. He showed up. Boy, I'll tell you, that was a relief when we saw him walk in the door. Oh, my God. That would have been a disaster. Had he not shown up. <laughs> I wouldn't have been able to do Frank Sinatra in front of all those people. And I know Reagan loved you because he once said something to the effect that uh, you do him better than he does himself. That's right. He said that to me one time. You do me better than I do, Richard. You should become president. Just and what I a, said to him. Well, yeah. well I, I thank you, sir. But I, I first of all, I can't. I could never be president. I'm Canadian. <laughs> he said, I know, but I know, but I, I can fix that. <laughs> and he probably could have too. <laughs> That's what he said. When you're doing somebody, Frank Sinatra. When you're doing somebody that can actually sing. And I know you do Frank Sinatra, and you sing. Yeah. How is your own voice? I'm not really as Rich Little a great singer. My voice isn't that distinctive. But, uh, uh, you know, singing as other people, um, if I'm, you know, if I get into character and, and really become the, the person I'm doing, I'll tell you something. I, sure. can, I can hit higher notes, higher notes doing Robert Goulet than Rich Little can. 
Really? If Bob Goulet can hit that note, then I can do it if I'm doing Robert Goulet. That's that's total concentration. That's totally becoming the person that you're doing on stage. Sometimes I get so into doing Dean Martin, they have to carry me back to the dressing room. <laughs> Sometimes I finish a show as, and I do Johnny Carson, I find myself sub, um, uh, just writing out an alimony check for some reason. You know, <laughs> it's so it's, it's just becoming the person you're doing and and. Uh, and believing that you are them, you know? I compose music for television and film and ABC and NASA and all those guys. And I just finished a wonderful yeah. Canadian version of a Christmas Carol musical with oh, Colin right. Baker in it. He used to be a, um, he was a doctor who in the 70s. And it's just, it's wonderful. Your Christmas Carol stands out as a classic. What gave you the idea to take all these incredible people in character and insert them into a Christmas carol? Well, it's a perfect vehicle for me. And I remember I, I saw the movie, the first movie that came out, the English version with Alistair Sim, which is still the best version. Saw that in 1950 with my father. And I just loved the story. And I, I thought to myself, with all these different uh, spirits, you know, showing up and all the different things that Scrooge does before Christmas morning, and all the people he meets and everything. And this would be perfect for me because I could cast different people in different parts. And um, yeah. I, the first uh, version I did was Scrooge and the Stars that I mentioned earlier, and I right. had Jack Benny playing Scrooge. And Jack Benny seemed to be good to play Scrooge, only that he was cheap, but Jack was much too lovable. So then uh, the next time I did it, I did W.C. Beals as Scrooge, better choice. And um, I've done it as a stage play. I've done it on a three-minute version on the Ed Sullivan show. <laughs> and that's funny in itself. I did, I did the Christmas Carol on the Ed Sullivan show, and Ed gave me three minutes. Before the show, I said, Ed, I, three minutes to do a Christmas Carol. There's no way I can do that. It's impossible. I don't have the time. You know what he said to me? Yeah. Well, why don't you take the... The spirits out of it. Oh. Take the ghosts out of it. I oh, said, what? Or cut Scrooge. Cut I said, Scrooge. cut Scrooge? I said, Dad, if I cut Scrooge in the, in the spirits, there's no story. Well, you, you, you'll figure it out. So I did it in three minutes, and I, I looked at it the other day, and it doesn't make any sense. I've done uh, Christmas Carol at least uh, stage version, uh, television special, a record, um, my gosh, a radio show. I, I've done it again and again and again. And it's, a, it's just a wonderful story and perfect for, for me, you know? Was, was that the evening so, that he introduced you as Little Richard instead of Rich Little? Well, that was the first time I was on the Ed Sullivan Show. He introduced me as, here's from, here, here, ladies and gentlemen, we have a young impressionist from beautiful downtown Canada, making his very furry first appearance on our show. Let's have a big U.S. welcome for Little Richard. You know, looking at Little introduced. Richard and looking at you, I can see where that could be mistaken. Just saying, yeah, folks. Yeah. I, I think he was surprised that I didn't come out and sing Good Golly Miss Molly or Tutti Frutti. You never knew with Ed. Ed was the only man I ever met in my life who could count up to three and get two of the numbers wrong. Oh, he, um, 
he he was one sandwich short of a picnic. Let me tell you, he was not the brightest uh, the brightest bulb on the in the on the on the ceiling, you know. But he but but it was a great show to do. Ed Sullivan, because everybody watched it. Everybody you know. watched it, myself included. Yeah, and nothing else to watch. Up. I grew up in Montreal, yeah. and uh, I now make Kingston my home. Yeah, I've got a cousin living in Kingston. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, give him a shout-out, yeah. or give her a shout-out. I used to spend a lot of time in Brockville, a lot of relatives in Brockville. I once said that on the show. I said, i got a lot of relatives in Brockville. And then they, and this guy interviewing me said, oh, at the institution? Who? no. No, not really. Although maybe, <laughs> <laughs> but it's nice along the St. Lawrence, isn't it? Oh, it's gorgeous. just gorgeous! Absolutely beautiful. Thousand place. Island, wonderful. Yeah. What would you like to leave us with? I'd like to leave you with the thoughts that you would have a great Christmas and be nice to your fellow man and uh, think of others and um, and do the best you can. I think you that's know? a perfect way to end it. I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of I know what must be a busy schedule for you. And uh, Rich Little, folks, www.brenthollandshow.com. There you will find a link to purchase his book and also a link if you'd like to get tickets to his show, Little by Little. I'm Thanks, Brent. Brent. Thank you, my friend. Thank you.